and welcome to the Pixel Legends podcast. I don't know how Matt doesn't sound like a feel like a vampire every time he says that, <laughs> but I feel like it. Anyway, it's me, Ethan. Matt's out gallivanting around Japan as he does, and I'm here with Ricardo. Hello, for bleh. another bleh. intimately vampiric podcast. I want to suck your blood. This is gonna be like interview with a vampire, right? I mean, that's, yes. I've never seen that movie. I am but I assume... Tom Cruise. He's in that movie, right? I think so. It's like know. Brad Pitt. It's like Tom Cruise. I can't remember who else. But uh, yeah, also yeah. Matt's gonna be. I think angry at a few things in this episode, but one of the first and foremost of which you calling it the Pixel Legends podcast. Ah, oh, shoot! He always hates for some reason. Uh, no, it's. I mean, it's it's technically the Pixel Cast, but you know, it's not even though it's the Pixel Podcast. Put on by Pixel Legends, <laughs> making it the Pixel Podcast, the one and only true. Yeah, but you called you just called it the Pixel Cast. So Listen, man, I don't names. even know what it is. The Pixel Legends. What am I? I just I come been on every episode. I don't know what this is called. I just come. This is my video game podcast. This is a video game. I talk about video games in this one. This is my video game one. I got gotcha. you. I understand. I this is not the one where I watch Fast and Furious. Okay, Indeed. so let's talk about beer. Do you like beer? I like beer. I like beer. Do you like Stone Cold Steve Austin's beer? Did you like WrestleMania? Was it good? Oh, yeah. WrestleMania was great this year. Wait, really? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, it was. Well, I mean, it was 20 times better than last year because that was terrible. Yeah. It was not quite as good as 30. How, how come you don't invite me to that? This one, man. How come? You, how come? How come? Because it's just better <laughs> to give everybody a terrible <laughs> impression about what oh, okay. the product is. Mm. Uh, Understandable. I get that. Okay, well, I was kind of disappointed to hear that because for some reason I got the impression off Twitter that it wasn't very good, but I don't know. It's hard to tell with wrestling Twitter. Oh, yeah. Most definitely. We're a bunch of whiners. It's bad or We're a bunch of whiners. We're just a bunch of of dumb dummies. Anyway, yeah, no, it was great. Fantastic. It's all fandom. I mean, I went to WonderCon over this weekend and there was a lot of people complaining about just random stuff. I was going to say, I saw, I didn't see much from you, but I saw the WonderCon, I was like, eh, I always kind of want to go to that, but also Honestly, I work weekends, so. Yeah, if you didn't work weekends, I'd say totally go, because especially if you're like, I don't know about Comic-Con, like, this is a great way to kind of dip your toes in and get, like, the because it's put on by the same people, like, to get a good little experience uh-huh. of it. It's getting much more crowded this year, but I mean, it's not crazy still, like, I could still just walk, walk, go down for a day, hang out, just get a couple, check everything, kind of walk the entire floor in a day, see most everything, and leave. It's not super stressful at the planet. And that sounds hotels. like a preferable experience to yeah. San Diego Comic-Con, honestly. Yeah, yeah. In a lot of ways, it is. Um, it doesn't really have that grandeur of it, and it's not as much crazy stuff going on, but it's like, yeah, it's cool. It gives you that, that fix if you're, like, on a budget or something. Cool. Because, like, it's only, like, 18 bucks to go Sunday, so. Was there any... Uh, cool game related stuff there? Um, nah, not really. Like, Capcom had the booth set up. That was the only game person I saw. And they were playing, like, they had Resident Evil there. They had yeah. Street Fighter. They had, um, uh, Street Fighter 2 Ultra, which I saw for a bit. That looks pretty cool. Uh, oh, I yeah. Play it. But, um, yeah, I don't know. That's about the only new thing they had showing that, off there. That $40 Switch game. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
Um, they had a little Street Fighter Five tournament going on there, and I'm like, mm, I should practice that. But, Dope. Uh, I, did, I didn't do that. But yeah, there wasn't too much in the way of games. Something I thought was interesting was that there's already like near Automata Mart art going around. Oh yeah, I mean, it's, it's always funny to me how quickly artists just get on that and they're like, all right, gotta put these out for the next show. Let's go, people are gonna like it. The thing that yeah. always like, the thing that always gets me about like properties like that or like anything is how like cosplayers and stuff already develop cosplay and like there's already fan art and stuff of something before it is even released and anybody actually even really knows what it is it's just yeah. like based completely on aesthetics i i like this thing it's like showing like like for example showing promotional art of captain phasma for example from the force awakens and then everybody's like, oh, man, I love this character. I love this thing. And then it's like, if you actually watch the movie, she doesn't do shit. She's not well, it's even just important. Like, well, it's just like Boba Fett. Like, Boba yeah. Fett doesn't actually do anything, but people still like him. I think there is something You're to be right. said about, like, if your character has a strong enough aesthetic, like, cosplayers and artists are going to start working on them. Be like, oh, man, this good. this person looks dope. Like, they look so cool. You know, they're going to want to emulate that. Um, so, yeah, it makes sense. Because it purely it, cosplay and art are purely visual. Like even if you don't like that thing, I mean, people also think differently than us sometimes. Where they go, "Wow, it looks cool." I'm just like, "Wow, that looks cool," and I'm interested in this, and I'm a big fan. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, D- got away without buying any art. Very proud of myself. Um, I almost got tempted on this really cool. Like this guy, had this two prints of Thor and Loki that had like really cool art, and he actually like, went to a research place to like study a bunch of like Norse mythology and uh like the signs and symbols and stuff and actually designed that into the art which i thought was actually really cool um you know there's some really cool stuff at WonderCon, and there's a lot of overwatch stuff still people love overwatch oh definitely that's going anywhere soon but i feel like if there's one if you see a video game booth there's always gonna be overwatch dude there somewhere but we all knew that that's nothing new what is new is the beer we're drinking oh wait (laughs) no it's it's not not ah shoot okay uh (laughs) What are you drinking, Ricardo? What is the thing that's not new? I am drinking the Mother Earth Brewing Company Cali Creamin. In fact, it's this is what I was drinking last week, but I will issue a uh, correction. Last we have week, an update. I, last week I believe I was calling it California Creamin because to me that's a better name. <laughs> and when it is really Cali Creamin, mm. it's that's all it is. Is Cali Creamin. I look. The song is California Dreamin'. Why wouldn't you just name it California Dreamin'? Why would you try to shorten it like that? There probably is another beer called that for some reason. I I want to take a star away from it. Just for that. Just for that. So if I remember right, that'd be two stars then. Then that would make it a two-star beer. But I I feel like maybe I feel like maybe give it another week. If this is like a polygon review in progress. Like okay. where it's like the first th- first review was three. Now it's down to two. Maybe we'll it'll go up. It maybe it'll go down. Who knows? Who knows? This could be a, a Sim City situation. I was gonna say. Do you think they patch it? Do you think you're gonna patch it to make it California cream? Creaming. One can only not. hope. Maybe get some new artwork on there. You if know, they just don't. Then this will be a disappointment. Oh no! Whatever the hipster guy who made SimCity, I can't remember what his name was because it was a That's really actually, weird name. Will Wright? 
No, 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 no. The, the, the new one who was like oh, the develop, shoot. like yeah. the the lead d- director oh, on I it or whatever. His name. He was um, he's like an art director that somehow got control of the entire game. Or yeah, whatever. yeah, yeah. Where the game looks really cool, but actually, I think I was thinking about that game actually literally yesterday. Uh huh. I was like. I kind of wonder where that game is right now. Like, I know they updated it a lot, and they put, like, they had the expansion come out, and, um, you know, they had all that stuff where they said, it can't be offline, and they eventually made it offline. Uh-huh. Like, I'm curious what other updates they've done. Like, that game, it seemed to have, like, regardless of people playing it or not, it seemed to have, like, some legs on it. There was that thing with, like, blimps or something like that, or airships yeah, or Yeah, I think that might have been one of the expansions. Um, I don't know. I think I might download that game soon and try it out again. Just kind of just check up, see where it's going, see where it's at. You know, because I, I like that game more than most people did, but that definitely had some issues with it. Uh, Well, I'm drinking something new. Okay. I actually decided to head down to my local Trader Joe's, which seems to be a lot of where we're getting stuff. I but, was going to um, say, Trader I mean, Joe's, it, sponsor us. Seriously. Uh, Boatswain... HLV Ale, which stands for Heavy Lifting Vessel Ale, which I don't know what that is. Okay. Boatswain's kind of uh, Trader Joe's more heavy, heavier beers, I guess. Uh Uh-huh. Because they make that double Boatswain, I think, double IPA one that you had that you didn't really like that much. Yeah, Um, the the boat, I I can't remember what it was, actually. Oh, it was like Boatswain, like, corkscrew steam engine or something like that. Oh, weird. Okay, that's different. Double IPA or something. Um, but yeah, so I picked up this one because I was like, eh, I mean, they're so cheap. It's like, it's ridiculous yes, how cheap it absolutely. is. I mean, I think about this every time I go out to drink, but I'm just like, man, you can get all this beer for like the price of half of one when you go out to drink, basically, yeah, but or a little bit less. You're getting the, exper- you're getting the, oh, the I know. it from the draft. You're paying also for the experience experience of going to a bar that plays music a little bit too yeah. loud and you're I mean like, that eh. I, that was what I was going to say actually we went I mean this is getting way off topic but we went to to what's normally one of our favorite bars here this last week uh in downtown Santa Ana I won't necessarily name it cuz I'm about to disparage it but like they <laughs> they were playing like really loud music and it was like really like crowded which like that's fine but i mean they were playing like really loud music there was like dj and shit it's like that's yeah. not normally how they are no it's usually really chill and quiet like yeah. they have music in the back but it's not like a dj it's you know that's so, something i've always gravitated i don't know i feel like you're the same way unless there's karaoke like let's go for a quiet bar you know just one place that's pretty exactly not loud exactly you know? It's like you want to hang out with your friends. You want to talk to them. You want to have a good time. You don't want to sit there like yelling over music. Like I don't know. I felt like I was never the person to be like, yeah, man, I want loud music. I don't. I don't really know anyone in my life that wants that. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh, but but yeah, I guess some people do. Anyway, uh, we did find that cheaper that other bar that was actually pretty cool. I've been yeah. to it a second time. This is a nice little nice little uh not bad side place. In case the other one is crazy crowded. Um. Anyway, yeah, this beer is, I don't know what a heavy lifting, a, a heavy lifting well even is. Like, this tastes, um, I don't know, it kind of tastes like a standard ale. It has 7%, so it's a little bit 
heavier. Okay. Um, but it, is, it does have a little bit more full flavored because it's definitely not as light as like a, in a standard like amber ale or anything like that. Yeah. Um, it does feel more full. It's kind of like a weird Pilsner maybe. Okay. Thing where it's got a little bit more flavor, a little bit more of everything to it. It's actually pretty good and it's very mild. Like it's not very bitter. It's not very hoppy. Um, I kind of dig it a lot, actually. Maybe it's just because I haven't had any beer besides Shock Top for a while. So <laughs> maybe it's just like, what is this? Oh, geez. We need to hang out again so we can drink normal beer again. Yeah. So we can start trying to impress each other again. Yeah, back with. Yeah, I don't know if I mentioned that on the podcast, but like, since we're doing this over Skype, it's just been like, well, I guess I'll just get whatever beer I have because yeah, exactly. it's, it's, you can't share it with anyone. So it's funny because, like, at that point, we could just not drink a beer but but then that would not be in the spirit of the podcast that's true the also, pixel drinking bod podcast that's what's called beer's right? good beer is good i like i like beer a lot beer's good. good all right uh so i guess we should talk about games um i'm gonna go first because you seem to have a lot more yeah. on your plate than i did i didn't have much but um i figured you know since i'm going to evo this year I decided I should probably play Street Fighter V since I entered into the tournament again. Oh. Uh, and I was like, okay, fine. I'm going to finally play it. And I was talking to you a little bit about it. And you're like, man, like, I was starting to learn Ryu a little bit. And you're like, man, Ryu sucks. And I looked at the tier list and I'm like, oh, dude, Ryu's at like the bottom. Like, he's not in a good place yeah, right now. Yeah, it's really weird what they've done to. They're, they're apparently buffing him, him. But What's like. Up? They're apparently buffing him in the next patch, but even then, like, I've read some reviews about the buff, and they're like, eh, it's probably not enough to move him any, like, maybe a little bit up the tier list, but not much. Uh-huh. Yeah, well, they, I mean, the thing is, is with Street Fighter V, they, there's just, like, been so many weird, questionable design decisions in in the game, and one of them was, like, when Combo Fiend was talking about how they were developing characters, it was, like, that... They first designed Ryu, and then they designed all the other characters around Ryu. And then, so, like, mm. I feel like that's going to always end with him being in the middle of the tier list. And then when you start giving buffs to, like, certain characters and not Ryu, like, he's gonna just going to keep pushing quick. him further down. So, yeah. I don't know. Also, I forgot to, sorry to interrupt, but I forgot to review the spear. I think of it a four. Oh, okay. It's a four. Damn, Both a four. And heavy, the, f- the vessels at four. Yeah, I, I would like, seek it out because the price is so cheap. And it's that's what I was going to say. I feel like if there was like, uh, you know, one of those like those spider web like charts. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. like in Street be, Fighter five. Yeah, like, yeah, exactly. Like in Street Fighter five, it would be like the the price would be like Taste. way out, like yeah. way out there, like touching the, the corner because. Yeah, it's dirt cheap. Five bucks, man, for a six pack. That's ridiculous. Ridiculous. Less than a dollar a beer. Less than a dollar a beer. You can't even get paps for two dollars at like a bar. Anyway. Oh, of course uh, not. No, that's stuff starts. Anyway, um, yeah, so strange, strange ranking. So I was like, you know what? I'm gonna get into Guile. Like, I really like Guile. Guile. He seems <laughs> Guile. He seemed really cool. <laughs> All right, I'll go, go play him. So, like, that night after I talked to you, I was like, yeah, I'm going to go get him. And I was like, eh, it's like, so I don't have enough fight money, so I'm going to have to buy him with real money. That's fine. Whatever. Uh, so I threw down. Um, How much is each character? Six bucks. Uh, yeah. So I was, so here's the thing. I was looking at it. 
and you know, this is after a little bit of drinking, so I, I didn't have, I wasn't drunk or anything, but I was just like, okay. But you, you, that's always dangerous. My inhibitions. You had, you had a couple of beers in you, and you're on Amazon. You just start buying dumb shit. Exactly. Man. So, well, instead of that, I went to Steam, and I was like, oh, I got six bucks. All right, well, I could buy them. How much is the season pass or season one? Oh, uh, that's only twenty dollars. <laughs> I mean. <sighs> Why not? And then I just bought the season pass. Wow. So, uh, and then I regretted it instantly because I, I was immediately logged in um, and tried to play Guile and was like, I am doing terrible with him. I can't understand charge attacks at all. You know, again, a few beers. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> can't understand charge attacks at all. Uh, I'll try this Balrog. And I tried doing like the trials because it kind of gives you like the list of combos, like basic combos uh-huh. learned. <laughs> Couldn't even hit the first combo with the uh, Balrog. Oh God! I, it was bad. So I was just super depressed afterwards. But uh, actually, I am getting ahead of myself because before I was able to play these game, this this game, uh, I logged in and tried to start it up just to, you know, mess around. Um, and it would keep airing out every time I tried to update because it's been a little while since I played. It'd keep airing out over and over again. It would say like, "Could not download patch." Or failed to update patch error F2000 or something like that. F. I was like, okay, that's strange. So I backed out, tried to install it again. It's like, okay, it's still breaking. And then I went ahead and uninstalled the game completely, reinstalled it, tried it again. Still wouldn't update because for some reason, Steam doesn't have the full packet. It wants you to download it through its weird Capcom server. <sighs> so I was like, fine, what do I do? And I was reading online. Apparently, this is something that happens on PS4s as well, not just PC. Uh, it will not like your ISP, and it will just be like, <laughs> I can't download from here. It's very strange. Like, it doesn't go to any percentage. So I was like, okay. Oh, I have, I have a VPN. So I turned on my VPN um, to see if that would bypass it. It worked up until 10% and then it disconnected every single time. So I was like, God okay. Damn. At this point, like, this is multiple nights because I don't have a whole lot of time to, like, mess with the stuff. And installing and unselling takes a while. I was like, okay, what is going on? So I looked it up again. It's like some guy's like, it works if you download it through your, like, if you make a Wi-Fi hotspot with your phone and download it. So I'm like, oh, my God. All right. So I tried that. Broke again at 10%. Used up a bunch of data on my phone. It's fine. Whatever. And so you were like, you went back online and you fucking... Cursed at that guy. Pretty, pretty much. Why like, you tell you know. me do this? Is that do nothing? Just does, does nothing. The goggles, they uh, do nothing. <laughs> so I went back and some guy put up like, he's like, hey, Tolos gets fixed. I just put up like the raw files, the update files. So you could download them off my Dropbox. So I went ahead, downloaded them off the Dropbox. It took forever because Dropbox sucks for downloading off browsers. So I had Indeed. to actually like put it in my Dropbox finally downloaded it, copy and pasted it, and eventually it worked. And it was just like, this, I felt like Wasn't back in the day deal. when I didn't have money, I would like pirate a couple games to play them. And like, it was such a pain in the ass to get games to work, but it was like, ah, it's fine. I'm, I'm getting them for free because I'm <laughs> exactly. a pirate. I'm doing it illegally. Like, you know, I expect this kind of workaround. But like, this was more than that. This is so much more work to get around all this stuff that is part of the game. And, like, this is something that also I expect in, like, an old PC port where it's like, oh, this thing might not work properly because it's the PC. It's a crazy console thing that or crazy video game thing that isn't going to work. And I don't know. It's just it's piss poor, man. It's piss poor. Like, yeah. Me I was and kind you, of uh, me and you and I both have had had have had some uh, some kind of 
shitty issues with online services these days. Yeah, definitely. And it it's funny how it doesn't seem to matter. Like before it was like, oh, so it only happened on PC, but now it seems to be going on console. Yeah. In some ways, which is a bummer. Like, I don't know. It's I hope they get it resolved, but like Street Fighter is at least a year old by now. Street Fighter Five, anyway. Oh, definitely. And they have done a lot of good updates, but like it sucks when the core infrastructure is still so buggy and crappy. I mean, this is obviously an isolated experience to me, probably, but yeah, it's bad. It's no good. Um. Anyway, that's my Street Fighter Five talk. I'm going to go jump into it probably a little bit today. I think I, I watched some tutorials on Guile a little bit more uh-huh. and figured out the, how charge kind of works and the different strategies to use it. Um, but yeah, try well, again. How how were you how were you feeling with Ryu? Like how comfortable were you feeling with Ryu? I mean, I could pull off most of his like basic combos and some of his punishing moves, but like I don't know, I never felt that great with him. Okay, I like having the range, but I feel like Guile has a lot more range than Ryu. Yeah. I was going to say, because, like, if uh, you maybe you want to try Ken, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, Ken's okay, but Old I figured I'd just go with Guile. hair? Yeah, no banana hair. I'd rather have uh, XCOM hair. Yes. So. Uh, okay. All right. We'll see anyway. how that works for you. Yeah, we'll see how it goes out. Um, what about you, man? What have you been up to? What have you been All playing? All right, well. Nothing I mean, about me. Yeah. So, okay, so, so like, um... So I've been playing some more Final Fantasy VII. Uh, it's it's been going well. Like it's been going good. Like that game is really good. Like I don't really have too too much else to say about it, just because of the fact that you know who at this point who who doesn't know about Final Fantasy VII. I will say I though that I don't know much about Final Fantasy VII. Oh uh, well, I will say that the a- guy he's got a big sword. His yes. name's Cloud. Uh huh. That's about it. I don't All know right. There's some song that goes set the rough. That's yes, about it. and because there's a guy named Sephiroth. What? And he is that the greatest sense. soldier ever. Oh, and soldier that's is cool. like a a an agency that's used by the Shinra Electric Power Company to enforce their. It's it's it's, it's what? It's a uh, it's it's, it's a whole thing. It's a whole yeah anime storyline. But I will say that the H- I've been playing the HD remix. Not remix, excuse me. HD like upres on PS or like I guess it's a remaster. I think it's yeah. the same kind of version you can buy on Steam right now. Um, and it does have some decent quality of life stuff, including a and you'll appreciate this, uh, Ethan. That yeah. It has a times three speed button. Oh, so that if you just click in the left stick, if you're playing on the PS4. It goes either in in a fight or when you're just moving around the overworld, it will up the speed to times three. So if you're trudging through a thing, like if you're trudging through a, a larger area or you are just trying to like, are you just going to be attacking, just basically mashing attack command for everybody against like a smaller enemy group grinding. or whatever. Yeah, just grinding. It just makes that super, super fast. That's nice. That's nice. So that's a neat little feature it does. Of course, it like, of course, I did one time like I ran, I was just, I ran into like a new enemy type, but I had been pretty much like running over everything at that point. So I was like, I didn't even care. So I just put it in times three and then I realized like it was killing everybody. 
<laughs> so I was like, oh shit. Because like uh, Final Fantasy VII, like a Chrono Trigger and like some other RPGs uh, or JRPGs, it has an active time battle system. It's not like turn-based. It is turn-based, but it's turn-based on timers. Like everybody has a timer. They do an action mm. and then it slowly fills up. And as soon as it fills up, you can t- they can take another action. Mm-hmm. Um, so it kind of is like, you have to be on everybody's like commands. There's no, like just sitting and waiting or, and thinking about forever about like, thinking, well, yeah. if I did this and then he did this and then that did that, which is, I, I, I love Chrono Trigger, but I still don't really know how to feel about those kind of things. Cause a lot of times it's like shit happens and you just want a second to like, try to plan out what everybody's yeah. going to do, but like, you can't, you gotta just, you just gotta move. You gotta have everybody just everybody's first. So it leads to a lot of like unoptimized turns where you're using a, like a, a potion way that's like way, like, you know, it, it heals a hundred, but you're just using it to heal like 50 health or whatever, when you could have probably just used a cure and that would have been better. And it's just like, you know, stuff like that, but that's neither here nor there. That's just the way the gameplay goes. And, uh, I'm enjoying it. Um, uh, in that same realm of, of square Enix games, uh, I did not realize because there's been so many releases, and new games and re-releases in this series. I did not realize that Kingdom Hearts 1.5 and 2.5 collection was a mm-hmm. collection of Kingdom Hearts 1, Kingdom Hearts 2, and all the games in between. So when as soon as I discovered that, I went ahead and downloaded that as well. Right. And I played through like the intro sequence in Kingdom Hearts 1. So that took like four hours. Yeah, honestly, like it does take a lot. It's longer so long. Than... I remember because <clears throat> I played that game way after its heyday, at least the first part of one. And I just remember being like, this has to be going somewhere, right? Like this is taking forever. And believe it or not, Kingdom Hearts 2's, uh Kingdom Hearts 2 has a much longer intro sequence. Oh, so, yeah, it's it's ridiculous. That one is straight up like discouraging like kingdom hearts one is long but at the same time it it i i was able to get through it in like a little over an hour but it's still like it takes a little over an hour to get to the actual gameplay of this of the game but uh yeah i don't know like i it didn't it didn't grab me immediately. Like definitely the nostalgia was coming in and I was remembering a lot of stuff, but it didn't grab me immediately. Maybe it's just cause ultimately I didn't really want to play, uh, like that game right now. I just wanted to play more final fantasy in that series, despite mm-hmm. the fact that there's a crossover also playing it again. I'm having a little bit of issue with the gameplay in kingdom hearts right now for some reason um, yeah i feel like a lot of people don't acknowledge this but the gameplay in kingdom hearts is um not that good the thing is is that it's it plays like an action game in terms yes. of 
Like you swing your keyblade, you have a little three button, like you have a little three hit combo. You can air combo and like have a three, and it's all just the same button, just pressing the same button over again. Later, you can learn abilities, which can kind of yeah, like change up that combo a little bit. And obviously, you have magic and stuff, but the way that the game is designed isn't like an action game in that there's like a really responsive guard option or a really responsive dodge option so really you're just kind of doing a we if you're trying to avoid attacks you're kind of doing a weird walking around yeah you're kind of doing like a weird just shimmy and then you can get locked into your combo sometimes when you don't mean to and you know you can try to jump and sometimes that works and it's just the camera it's a little wonky too because like there's two options and i don't remember if this was in the old uh kingdom hearts this might be an addition for the the remasters here but like when you're in combat and you are when you're in combat and you are locking onto enemies it locks the camera in such a a useless way in a lot of times that it makes it hard to see where other attacks are coming from. Yeah. And then there's also, but there's a different camera mode that you can utilize in, in this remaster. Maybe you could have utilized it in the old one where you can actually freely swing the camera around, but it still is a little bit tight when you are locking on to enemies. So it's, it's, like I, I think once I get into it, I'll, I'll get used to the combat again. And from what I remember, Kingdom Hearts Two had slightly better combat, but, uh, but yeah, I don't know. It, was, I won't say it was a bummer playing that, like starting it up again, especially because again, I haven't gotten too far into it. But it's, uh, it's definitely it really made you kind of see the age. Well, that's the thing is like I, I completely forgot after I had like downloaded it. The first thing I remembered was. Like this was a PS2 game. It's not like this was a gen- this was two generations ago. Yeah. Um, and I was like, maybe I was like, oh, it's like a decade old. It's a f- it's 15 years old. The first Kingdom Hearts. Yep. So it's super old. So like, yeah, it definitely felt a little bit of the age and how like games, like action RPGs at this point would have cleaned up the combat a little bit. Um. So that's a little bit of a bummer, but uh, we'll see, we'll see. I have the whole collection now, so we'll see how that hap- how that goes down. Uh, it's interesting to hear. Alternatively, we had a couple friends over, and um, we had a couple friends over, and one of them had a Nintendo Switch. Oh. So I've heard of those consoles. Actually, I I found I figured out I have enough money now, so I'm uh-huh. like looking for a Nintendo Switch, but oh everywhere sold out. You fool! I know, I know. Well, I'm look, man. If I'm gonna buy Zelda and play it, I'd rather play it on the console. It's, I'm gonna put away, you know. Yeah, I, I put away I, my Wii U. I get, I get, you, I get you. But yeah, but either, anyway, either way, um, I was doing laundry at the time, mm-hmm. so because like I'm I'm going on a trip this week this this upcoming week so i'm trying to prep for everything but they pulled out one two switch and oh yeah and they were playing it and so i got pulled into a a few of those games Mm -hmm. that is 
a I don't know if that game really showcases the Switch in a way that's super All right. Which useful. ones did you play? I only played three games. I played okay. the Quick Draw, which okay. is pretty basic. Yeah. It was, was a lot good. of fun. Honestly, that one's that's here's the thing. You said it's pretty basic. That's probably one of the more advanced one to switch games. Because <laughs> at the end it gives you the whole like little breakdown of like how fast you were and yes, all that stuff. And the angle and stuff. Yeah, exactly. Which uh apparently I would have done amazingly in the old west because nobody could beat me. None of the three other dudes could beat me. And nice. I just steamrolled everybody, apparently. Like I don't under like maybe they just, just weren't a quick job Ricardo. Come on, man. Maybe they just weren't getting it like like you don't need to literally pull it out and point it at me to shoot. Like you could just tilt it up and shoot. Like that's yeah. I I don't know. I don't. Know. No, I get it. I get it. Uh, that's it's interesting because that game they made it was so nice they made it twice because there's two versions of yes, it. Yes, the there's the fake draw which we didn't play, yeah. but but uh, I saw them play a few other ones. But the only games I played were the quick draw. I and I played Samurai Training. Mm. which is the one where one player swings a sword down and the other player tries to catch it. And uh, that was pretty fun just because like at first we were just trying, we were just trying to do it and we were getting these very long matches and then we started figuring out, Oh, like it's, we should try a fake out move or like a really quick swing or like some kind of distractionary tactic and then swing. So that was kind of fun. Hmm. Um, a few times during that game, I felt like the sensitivity of the motion controls uh, kind of went a little wonky. Like sometimes it wouldn't register a swing or I mean, it, it like uh, if it was a slower swing, it wouldn't register or like sometimes we wouldn't be doing the clap to yeah. like try and catch it, and it would f- register a clap, and it was it it was a little. I felt a little like the off. game wasn't super precise. Definitely, definitely, and that's um, kind of my issue with most of the games is I just feel like what I'm doing is just like okay, that's cool, I can imagine this, but it's like the worst parts of Wii Sports combined. I feel yes. like you're not incorrect. Anyway, what was the last one you played? Um, the last one I played was Wizard. Oh, yeah. Which, uh, if you want to talk about imprecise and like, yeah. I don't want to, I don't know what I'm doing, like, or I thought I knew what I was doing and then it turns out that that's not what you're doing or whatever, it's that game. Like, I liked yeah. the basic concept and then when I first kind of figured out because the thing is, is like when uh, our two friends, like two of them were playing it, they didn't really understand. Like they, they didn't understand the, the rules. Like they thought you had to swing around the the wand and then do it because like to tra- trigger the game to play, you have to like spin around your wand or whatever. OK, uh, so they weren't understanding it. And then I was like paying attention and I was like, oh, OK, it's literally just thrust like the thrust the the Joy-Con forward and and that registers your beam to like move forward and you're trying to like do it in a timing so that you push them like in a tug of war to the end. Yeah. And then you can 
counter if like somebody does it like at the same like it's it is it like it's it seems like it's gonna be kind of a not necessarily complex but it's gonna actually have some nuance and then when everybody realized that you didn't have to spin it around and then they just started playing then it was literally just them doing like just shoving the the Joy-Con forward a million times and then just like winning and it just didn't really make sense like I don't know it was mm. a, it was kind of a whatever game what was your experience yeah. you with that so you, game so you didn't try the marble one where you can find out how many marbles are in it no I saw them. I saw uh two of our other friends play that game and they were not great at it but it's a little bit tough but hmm okay so your impressions of one two switch seem to be it's fine like it was a fun thing to play in that group of four it would probably be a little bit better with more people honestly just because okay. it's funny to see everybody mess around but at the same time it's like the games weren't in my opinion like fair enough in a weird way no I mean, it it, it's that whole motion controls thing where it's just kind of abstract and you're yeah, just kind of like imagining exactly. and it's like uh, and then you don't know exactly what it's counting on yeah you know what is the thing that makes you win like is it the thrust motions <laughs> the more thrust motions <laughs> oh it makes that that <laughs> makes you win all right damn it um moving on what other game did you play the other game that we played, which for some reason took forever to download, was I think you actually might have played this game. I did. Sometime I think I talked about it on the floor and you talked about it before. It is a an RPG uh, is a PC RPG that you can play with a group of four. Everyone using their own mobile devices. It's called yes. Aeon Alter. I guess my friend got it for a dollar in a humble bundle, so that's why okay. we were playing it. Um, this game seems like a really neat idea with a really kind of poor execution, in, mm, in my opinion. Yeah, I'll agree. I I won't disagree with that. Like, like it it's a simple it's kind of a simple like top down rpg like it's sort of turn based in which like guys are moving around and engaging enemies and then issuing a command to like attack one another and the but i feel like those gameplay elements are probably the weakest part of it the neat part about it is that each character has their information for like their own personal quests displayed on you know, your personal device and you can divulge as little or as much information about certain things as you want with the rest of the party. Like, so you'll get certain information. It'll be like the guard whispers this to you and you don't have to tell anybody like what, what the guard said to your character. So, and then there's of course like, uh, and then there's like a role playing element in that, like you'll be talking with other characters that are played by your other friends and you'll be saying lines or whatever like it's not a great script it's not like amazing or anything but it's a uh i'll put it on par with like a regular D written campaign that like someone made yeah that's it's a fun it's a like it's, it's fine it's a but fun it's little not... distraction but it's not it's yeah. I, I think it's a i think it's a cool idea i think that i i would like to see it done 
more in the future, but yes. I mean, there, there's that and like Jackbox. Um, the thing about this is you have to actually download an app to control, which is a little bit weird. But oh yeah, I don't know. I thought the I thought the game itself was actually like it's a cool idea. Like you said, it is definitely rough around the edges in a lot of ways. Um, but I love the idea of being able to control things from your personal device, like having your own oh, screen. Definitely. Like there's there's so much potential for that and so many different gameplay capacities. And I'm really surprised developers haven't embraced it more because, you know, everyone who buys games probably owns a smartphone. Uh-huh. You know, there's a, there's a really low chance they're going to be like not oh, owning one or at least owning like a tablet or something in the area. Um, I think there's just so many creative features for that. And they could kind of pick up kind of where the Wii U kind of failed in a lot of ways because yes. there's so many things you can do with the second screen. And this is one of those games that actually... I feel takes advantage of it and uses it fairly well. Unfortunately, like you said, the rest of the game is just okay. Yeah, like I feel it's just like fine. I, I almost feel like if they would have just simplified it even a little bit more to the point where you're not even necessary, like you're not freely dragging your player around. Like if it was more grid based or something like that, mm-hmm. you know, restrict more of the actual gameplay and movement of the characters and kind of play up the elements of like, you know, the kind of clandestine information stuff more. I think that would have made for a better experience, but I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a super solid idea. I hope people actually paid attention to it regardless. Or even of the same developers like use their same chops. That they learn from this, and maybe make a, you know, different style game because I think that's the first of its kind, you know, it's going to be rough for a little while until they figure it out. <laughs> Totally. Is that all you played, man? Yes. Is that all the games? Are we done with games? So, let's talk about the news. WrestleMania, it just happened. Uh-huh. I don't think anything related to video games happened. Oh, like oh, around you, it. Oh, 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 you don't? Uh, 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 am I wrong? Don't are they announcing so? a new WWE 2K18? Oh, no, they are not, Ethan. Oh, okay. What, what are they doing? They want you to not be sour. Play Final Fantasy XIV Stormblood and feel the power. What? What is this? So, what are you talking about? So Final Fantasy XIV Stormblood was the... Game you can't log into. <laughs> yes. Actually, before uh-huh. we continue on with this, um, I actually did finally talk to like a, a Square support, and we actually did log me back in. And then I tried to play Final Fantasy XIV for free, because I'm like, my character's only at level 20. So I could totally take advantage of this free-to-play up to 35, level 35 no, that's only if you are playing the free trial. If you are playing the free trial version, you can play your character up to level 35 without having to actually purchase the game or purchase a subscription. Mm. But if you had previously purchased the game and used, you know, uh, the free trial included in that game, that does not count as a free trial. That counts as you purchasing the game and, like, playing the game... So you can't take advantage of that. The support dude... But like, what if I create a new email? Oh, no, because 
specific i mean you know what on pc you probably could figure out a way to make that work but on ps4 where you, if you purchase a game the license is on your ps4 forever oh they still know that you purchased the game oh. and therefore cannot play the free trial anymore so Dang. that is kind of a bummer but at the same time it got like <laughs> like all this build up got me so hot and bothered to play Final Fantasy 14 that I will probably pay a month or so and play it again <gasps> here coming up now, soon. No, why would you do that? Is something new get announced? Oh, the... That takes us back to last night or excuse me yeah. Sunday night at WrestleMania. Sunday night. So the oh, so the new day my one of my favorite teams on you and the rest of the internet yeah exactly is uh oh saw a lot of budios fan art at uh comic-con oh did you WonderCon, WonderCon. yeah there's a lot a lot of uh new day fan art oh thanks for uh telling me man thanks for getting some of that for me no problem bro bro. well you know someday you gotta go okay yeah fuck you anyway yeah (laughs) Uh, so they were hosting the show and you know the, the thing is is like wwe always has like a sponsor of the event like it's snickers or whatever but that doesn't mean it actually takes place it's <laughs> like snickers stadium yeah it's, it's, it's snickers or it's like you know one time it was like takis and it's like there's nothing themed of that product in the actual broadcast they'll like mention it every time and there might be like an advert played at some point and it's like it doesn't actually affect the show at all but for this one the New Day came out at the top of the show, mm-hmm. and they were driving their New Day Pops cart, which had been converted into a fat chocobo cart, and they uh. were all, and adorned with moogles all across the thing. Okay. And they were each dressed as the three new classes in... Final Fantasy Stormblood. Of course, New Day style, but they were all dressed up. So Xavier Woods was a monk, Biggie was a samurai, and Kofi Kingston was a red mage. Okay. And the thing is, is they came to the ring and they fucking got in and they started their promo. Didn't really fucking mention the Final Fantasy once. You know what? (laughs) It's probably, you know what? They probably were like, people who know are going to know. The rest can just go away. I think they had, probably because they had Vince McMahon in his ear, they had Michael Cole once say, Look, the New Day, they're dressed like they're in Final Fantasy. You know I love Final Fantasy. And then that was the only mention of it the entire time. So how does this tie together? So they came out dressed as that, but what does that matter? I mean, what do you mean? What do you mean, what does that matter? I mean... So they're the new classes, right? Yes. Okay. So does there any any other sponsorship besides that, or is it just like they just came out, didn't mention a thing, and that was it? Yep. Oh. <laughs> okay. I figured there'd be something like, oh, like maybe on the Final Fantasy site, it would say like, check out the New Day, they dress as the classes, or something like no, that. No, like on their social media, like the Final Fantasy, like 14 was like, check out New Day, and there's like, and stuff like that, but it wasn't like, the th- that was the thing, is like, I was like, oh, cool, is there some kind of cool tie-in WWE items or whatever to go with the Final Fantasy 14? But no. Yeah. It's just, uh. they just came in, like the thing is, is that, Xavier Woods 
is well known that he's a gamer. He has his oh, yeah. his own YouTube up, channel, Up, 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 up down, down, Down. Um, so it's not super out of character for this sort of thing. For him, like, it felt a little bit more natural that these were the guys doing it as opposed to, like, I don't know, Rusev or something. Yeah, I mean, if there was someone, because he definitely loves video games, so, I mean, it makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they'd come out as Dragon Ball Z characters. Yes, last, last WrestleMania. WrestleMania. Yes, exactly. So, but they were they embraced the nerd culture. But they weren't sponsored by Dragon Ball Super or Dragon Ball Z. Man, are you this sure? This time they were sponsored by Final Fantasy. Man, mm. I don't mm. know. I just thought it was bizarre that at the very top of the show is this thing. That probably not that many people know about. Like, even if you're a Final Fantasy fan or have played a Final Fantasy game in the in the past, like, it's just such a weird specific reference to a current game in the Final Fantasy series. Yeah, it just yeah. it felt weird. But it, you know what? They, I feel like they didn't pulled Steve it off. Austin come out with like a Terminator outfit or something at some point? Who came that out was Triple H, man. Listen, man. I don't know. Stone All Cold. Sponsored. Stone, Cold. Stone Cold just advertises his IPA. He advertises his own beer, and he advertises the Broken Skull Challenge on CMT. Watch it, and I'm going to open up two cans and we'll pass on you. Uh, I'm here talking but, to Ethan uh, Hawks. Yeah, so Ethan Hawks, what the fuck? Who are you playing in Street Fighter? Are you playing Ryu? Are you sticking with Dalsium? Who the fuck are you playing at Evo? Let me tell you right here. I play some Street Fighter. I like that big Russian motherfucker, Zangief. He's a wrestler. He does a spinning pile driver. My are, God, Mr. Uh, Austin, are you sure you're not? Are you sure you're not just Ricardo? What? Sure, you're not just Ricardo with what? a different voice. I mean, what? I mean, what? I mean, he I'm really likes. Go, I gotta oh. get back to the broken skull ranch. I'll see you uh, later. Uh, All uh, right. Okay. Oh, okay. Right. See you, Stone Cold. Bye. Bye, Mister Austin. Um. Yeah. Yeah. It's 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 a very strange. I mean, I guess New Day's influencers, man. You just gotta pay a bunch of money, and they'll maybe do it, or maybe they really like Final Fantasy. I don't know. I also like the art here that they have here, where they're riding a chocobo in their little cartoon form. Oh yeah, that was really weird. Again, yeah. it's just like it's just weird. The thing is, is you're probably getting a bunch of people who are watching WrestleMania just because they're like, "Oh, Goldberg's back!" I remember. I haven't watched wrestling for the '90s, but I mean, since the '90s, but oh, <laughs> I'm gonna watch for Goldberg, and it's like the first thing you see is this weird Final Fantasy thing. Like, I don't know. It just seemed really bizarre to me. But at the same it, time, it seem weird. I was into it. Yeah, I mean, it, it if it's your demographic, you're into it. So there's got to be more people who are into it, too. But I know your demographic, Ethan. Yeah. What is that it? That is VR. <laughs> oh, yeah. I love me some VR that I don't own because it's too expensive to justify. Well, you know what? Oh, wait, what am I talking about? Maybe oh. it's a little bit less expensive because the vive just announced the vive yes the vive just <laughs> announced uh-huh or what whoever makes the vive valve HTC? htc announced uh-huh. that because of the one year anniversary it is vive day 
And therefore, vibe day rocks. Vibe Vibe day rock. Uh, And therefore, the price of the vibe goes from the astronomical asking point of $799 Uh to the totally affordable price of $699. Wait, what? Ethan, will Mm. you now? Will you buy a vibe? No, you Probably fool! Not. I know. How dare you Here's disgrace the, the name meant- of Vibe Day? One thing you mess, uh, I don't know if you can mess this up, but uh, one thing you didn't forget to mention is that this is only a one-day sale. Like, it's only happening for Vibe Day. Oh, my God. Yeah. So uh, that means you better act fast, right? This deal won't I know. be around forever. It's, it's almost, it's unfortunate that the Rift right now has a very cheap uh, discount, on, which actually makes their entire package cheaper. It's yeah, but they're, but they're all caught up in legal litigation. You don't even know the, if the, if the Oculus Rift you know, is going to be around tomorrow. Know, one thing we didn't actually mention, you didn't put on this list, I just remember what happened, is that uh, Palmer Lucky decided to, uh, or didn't decide. I think <laughs> he decided. He, was kicked he decided. <laughs> he has left the company. He's decided, he's left uh, Oculus, um, one of the founders, because of, well, I don't think the news story said, but... Probably because of all that stuff he did. Um, hey, you know yeah. what? How the mighty have fallen. I know. From the cover of Time Magazine to now, yep. I mean, I guess he probably still has a lot of money, but he's probably fine. But it's pretty crazy. He has finally left the company. I mean, he was silent. He didn't show up at the last. I think it was E three. Was it E three, or was it? I think it might have been it the Oculus have, Dev Days. Yeah, I think it was after E3, but... Okay. I think it was the Oculus. They had these, like, developer conferences. Um, he did not show up for any of that because he didn't want to be a distraction. And it's just like, oh, they're sweeping him under the rug. I wonder what's going to happen. I wonder if he's just going to be silently working there. No, they just cut him loose. Like, he's gone now. Um, so, interesting times over there at Oculus considering he was one of the founders, you know? Mm-hmm. All because he... Decided to spend his money on troll groups. On the lols. He did it for the lols. He did uh, it for the so jolly good lols. Besides this one day discount on Vive stuff, um, they're awful. All, bah, also offering a something called a Vive port subscription, which is a new way for, as they say, a new way to for customers to sample VR software. So for seven bucks a month, you get to select five titles. From a curated list to download. Okay. Which, honestly, considering the prices of VR games and how they actually typically are pretty expensive, and the and the shelf life of most being not very no long. not very much. Uh, it's not a lot of content for the price you're paying. Like this seems like a pretty good idea to be able to play that. I wonder. This is something that I don't see in this article or reading. Um, I don't know if it's going to stick as far as like. Hey, I download this game. Am I going to be able to play it the next month after the next one has rolled over? Kind of like PlayStation Plus huh. or Xbox. Or if it's going to be like, hey, these are the current games you can play. Check it out. It doesn't really go into that detail. I don't know. No, I don't see it either. Um, but that's a really cool idea because I think that's a very reasonable price. $7 is a lot cheaper than most five games. Uh, most five games are pretty expensive, honestly. Yeah. Um, I don't know, man. I think still at this point I'd probably get an Oculus just because it's cheaper. But I don't know if I'd get either one because the price war is 
very aggressive, and you I know the technology just, is just getting better. You could just not. Yeah, I get, think I might just not get VR, or you could get the PSVR. Nah, I'm, I'm good. I feel like it's a strange <laughs> thing where they have not been supporting the PSVR as much as they want to. Like, I feel like there's an initial list of games, and now it's kind of dead. Yeah. I don't know if that's true or if that's just something I'm feeling. Um, we'll see this coming A3 if they'll push any more VR stuff. But uh, I didn't. Was there? Was there? Oh no! It said it was. It was coming to PC. I was like, there was something about Arkham. Uh, Arkham VR. Batman. Yeah, Arkham that's VR. coming to PC finally. Yeah. Okay. Um, so even less of a reason to get. PSVR. Yeah, it's like all the exclusives. Like right now, the only thing that's really cool on PSVR is Resident Evil Seven. You can play that in VS PSVR. Oh yes. Um, to many, I'm sure that'll come to PC at some uh, point. Possibly. P- possibly. But uh, we'll have to find out about that. Indeed. Indubitably. I still feel like you should, if you're into VR, you should just wait. Like, there's just no, there's nothing really begging you to join in. Right now, if you join in, you're in the early adopter cycle and you'll get probably um, screwed over a little bit mm-hmm. as technology gets better and prices get cheaper. Anyway, uh, what's the next news article? Okay, so this next news article is, okay, if you remember about, I I think it was probably around last E3, Mm -hmm. there was a game that was shown called uh, We Happy Few, and it was like a really, it was a very kind of like cinematic looking, like very Bioshock-esque kind of dystopian, weird Orwellian future sort of Thing, or I guess not future, but like Victorian Orwellian sort of looking game. Yeah. Matt, Matt was super into it until... Oh, I like the aesthetic of it. Yeah, I was yeah. going to say, until, I feel like everybody was into it until they found out it was a survival game and that it really wasn't very story-driven. Yeah, because when you look at it, you're like, oh man, this is like a Bioshock-type story-driven FPS game where it's like, ah, oh, the gameplay's fine, but the story's where you want to, you know... The meat and potatoes. But uh-huh. then it turns out, no, the gameplay is kind of the reason you're there. It just has very cool aesthetics and a very cool, like, setup. Yes. Because it is just a survival-type game. Which... And the, the thing is, too, is, is you know, it is in early access, so there's always a potential to add more of those story-driven elements, if they so wish. Mm-hmm. But the weirdest thing is that this game that right now currently isn't very... It's not very story driven and is still in early access. Apparently now has a movie adaptation being made about yeah. it. Yeah. So it's being produced by these people called Gold Circle Entertainment, which they seem like people who really like jumping on video game adaptations because uh-huh. they also have Sleeping Dogs. Uh, Sleeping Dogs and Sonic the Hedgehog movie. Uh-huh. Apparently. In the works. I don't know how far these yeah. are. People announce these type of things all the time, and then they, and then never they get canceled. Get I mean, the Bioshock movie was going to be directed by Gore Verbinski. I think that's how Gore you pronounce Verbinski, his name. I believe, of Pirates, Pirates of, the of the Caribbean, Crystal Black Pearl fame, mm-hmm. which could have been cool. But like, I think there was some disagreements because he wanted to make it R. They wanted to make it PG thirteen. I want to say like that. too that. Uh, like there's supposedly been a Metal Gear movie in the works for like ages that's never materialized. I wonder if this uh, is the video game press like latching onto these type of announcements or if it's just like 
hey, we're a new studio. We want to get per we want to get um, promotions. So we're going to talk about how this we're taking on these beloved franchises. Uh-huh. But we happy few is a very strange one because after the announcement of the game and kind of the cool initial reveal of it, there hasn't been much talk about it. Yeah, and I think again a lot of that is due to the fact that the game kind of it, it, it's its concept and its aesthetic and its premise was what drew people to the game and then it didn't really latch like people didn't really latch onto it because again it was a this survival focus experience that people weren't expecting necessarily. Yeah, and I heard it wasn't even that good of a survival focus experience from what I've heard. Like it's mm. just okay. Um, I don't know. We'll it's see bizarre. how it goes. It's bizarre. Uh, I, I mean, I'm just curious, like how these executives think, figure out which movies are like, oh, I want to get out the rights. I'll make a movie out of that. Like, is it just because there was so much hype at the beginning, and then they just are coasting off of that, and a little slow to react to the kind of downward trend that that game had, or I don't know. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah, I mean. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I have yet to see a good video game adaptation of a movie. Oh, yeah. I mean, even the ones even the ones that you can kind of consider like good come with a lot of caveats. Like for example, Resident Evil, not Resident Evil. God no, Resident Evil. I meant more I was going to say Resident Evil is kind of one of the better ones, but okay. Uh, well, I was going to say Mortal Kombat, but like that comes yeah. with a lot of caveats caveats of like oh, i mean the prince of, persia, prince of persia movies okay it's, it's fine. fine it's a fine like generic adventure type film no great movies have ever been based off of games yeah. so far apparently assassin's like, creed was not very good from what nope. i heard um so i mean there's not really much to get your hopes up about he- here but i don't know is it weird is it weird for me to think that the super mario movie was actually probably one of the better ones because Lisa was creative and took some interesting ways with the license like it was not a good movie but at least it was an interesting watch you know I think that's an interesting take on it uh I the thing is is it's like you have the two you have the two sides right like for -hmm. example and this uh, bear with me here but for example like they have that live action Beauty of the Beast film now yeah out right now and mm-hmm. to me, I've heard it's good, but I just don't have any desire to see it because it's like I've seen that movie and it looks like it's doing it's not doing anything necessarily super creative with the story. It seems like it's a very it plays it very close to the animated version. And it's like, uh-huh. just watch the animated version. So like so, uh, you know, just watch the animated version. That's an Oscar nominated film, the animated version. Go it watch is. that. Um, but then it's like, I feel like that's also kind of what audiences want. Cause then if you divert too much from the source material, like for example, in a super Mario film, then people don't like that either. Like people don't like that. I don't know. It's kind of, it's kind of weird. I don't think that's a good, making adaptations is a lot harder than it sounds. Exactly. Um, but in a weird way, and this will be the last thing I say about it, in a weird way, like maybe We Happy Few actually has somewhat of an advantage there in that it isn't like a fully formed game or idea yet. So 
there's maybe more ways for that to go well because there's not this kind of deep-seated lore for everybody to get mad about if they butcher it or whatever. You know? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. I'm nah. I'm just a I'm just a guy. I don't know what I'm saying. I don't know either. I don't know. Speaking of I don't know, I uh, don't know what PETA's problem is because now they're going after Nintendo. Well, they've gone after Nintendo in the past. They've gone after Nintendo a few but times. They've, they, they're going, but this seems like a very niche one in that they're going after Nintendo for 1-2-Switch's milking minigame. So apparently, so in 1-2-Switch, there's a minigame in which you and the opponent have to milk a cow, and then you get, you know, whoever fills up the most cups wins the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, fairly innocent stuff. Very simple. Yeah. Well, and I mean, and again, fairly, fairly, fairly innocent stuff. Like you, you're just having a good old time milking a cow. Well, <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> well, P- <laughs> well, PETA doesn't see it like that. PETA says, yeah. and I quote, this is from PETA. Our staffers and activists have recently played the cow milking minigame for Nintendo Switch and realized you've taken all the cruelty out of milking. This is, uh, what's, what is this person's name? Ingrid E. Newkirk of PETA. She goes on to say, We have more than 35 years of experience investigating dairy farms where cows are exploited for their milk, and it is never that pleasant for these animals. Can we have some realism here, please? You know, realism in the game where you can play as a wizard and also there's you, you play as you, you're a gorilla and you can eat a bunch of sandwiches really fast <laughs> and smash them, yeah. <laughs> smash your chest together and, and attract the lady gorilla. Yes. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> yeah. Actually, did they have anything to say about the gorilla minigame? No. Is that fucking it? In, no, because this girl is trying to bang, dude. Girl's trying to bang school. I, I guess. Wrong with that? No, there's no 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 animal abuse there. Um, ah, it's weird. I kind of I get what they're going for, but like, eh. I just feel like, like this the, is such a reach because I mean, like, like I, I I don't support PETA. Like I I'm not. I have a weird relationship with this whole like PETA thing because like I love animals, but I'm also a fairly avid meat eater mm-hmm. so you know and it's like i love that's the thing too is like i love wild animals and i want to see them preserved but and and you know obviously i think that zoo, zoos and aquariums when done right help with the education of you know our younger generation about these these animals but at the mm-hmm. same time like it's a weird dichotomy it's a weird tight rope to walk man when you're talking about it is animals it is. It's very strange in a lot of ways, especially if you are a meat eater. It's just like, ah, oh, well, what, what do you have to say? Um, but there is a little... I think the thing is, is PETA's been doing this for a while. They've been doing the thing where it's like, hey, here's a video game. We're going to talk about it and, you know, say how this isn't cool. And it's like, yes, there is a lot of weird stuff that goes into dairy farming because, you know, you basically... The only way to have cows produce milk is they kind of have to be pregnant. And then uh-huh. what happens to that shot that the calf, like, you know, probably gets killed at some point. 
um, because they need to produce milk. So yes. there is like a, a little bit of a darker side to it, but it's like there's a darker side to a lot of the things in these type of games. Like I, it's like it does what kind, kind of, of satanic rituals did you, those wizards have are, to are go wizards through? Yeah. How many virgins do they have to sacrifice? <laughs> like it's a silly game and it's just, it's a dumb thing. You're like, I'm a farmer, daddy. Like it's that sort of stupid. <laughs> it's a stupid. <laughs> exactly, you know my reference. It's exactly that stupid thing. It doesn't matter. Like it's it's silly. It's a silly game. You're not actually milking a cow. Nobody it, can it, stop you with your cheese yeah. helmet. Beta's been doing this for ages. They've done a lot of stupid things. One of the ones I thought was the stupidest. Um, and they get attention for this, so they're obviously working. Like their PR campaign is working. Because I remember them talking about how Zerglings have feelings. Oh, yeah, they, that was bizarre. That one was weird because they called it Petacraft Heart for the Swarm, which is very strange because, listen, guys, the Zergonaut animals are literally infectious, like horrible, conquering, devouring beasts that just want to kill everything. Also, like, that's a not, lot different. They're uh, fictional creatures. Also, I was going to say, also, they're not real, you know? It's a, it's all a game, you know? It's all a video game. Like, it's just because they're, like, cute-looking or whatever. It's, like, they're not even... That isn't even representing real things. I mean, like, I'm surprised thing. they didn't actually go after Breath of the Wild, because you could just murder cute animals out in the wild. Oh, yeah. And take, mean, all their, take all their resources, you yeah. know? Yeah. Yeah, it is very strange, actually. I mean, there's a lot of games that do that, and I just kind of... Nobody tell them. Like, no one talk about any of the uh, Far Cry games where you're literally just going around hunting and skinning animals all the time. Yeah, I mean, I guess... I feel like maybe with that one, it's like, it's it's a rated M for mature game, maybe. Maybe, so it's not teaching kids that stuff. By that point, you're old enough. I don't know. I don't know. I'm looking at some of the other games, though, and uh, this is a post off some random blog I found, but these are all campaigns i remember um i remember they had some cooking mama stuff yes i do like remember that cooking they had they this is actually kind of cool how they meh, cool in quotes um how they made uh games based on like kind of like parody games how they're like showing the violent side of like each type of game where it's like cooking mama yeah she slaughters a bunch of like chickens or whatever mm-hmm. and they made these kind of like flash games and it, it, it vice had an interview where they talked to the creator of them, and he was, you know, he is, I think, a vegan, um, talking about this stuff. And he's made these games kind of show the darker side of games. And it's very interesting to kind of bring that to light in some ways, make it kind of think about it. But it's totally like they're just trying to get publicity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, exactly. It's like, it's what is the most, like, what is in the news right now? What are people talking mm-hmm. about? And how can we glomb onto that so true that we can not all of them are super well like for example they have a cooking mama one they have a super uh-huh. tanuki suit 2d oh i remember which is that one yeah that one is where they made it sound like mario was killing it like killing raccoons to put his suit on which i was like i don't remember that ever happening uh-huh. in the game uh i remember there was a super tofu boy oh yes i remember, I remember that remember where that. super meat boy came out and uh which is very strange because Super Meat Boy isn't even an animal. He's just a bunch of meat. It's weird. And I remember um, the creator actually tweeted out, like, I've made it. I finally made it. Peter's like, protesting me or something. And he put a Super Tofu Boy in the game as a patch. Yes. So you can play as him. And it was, like, a very, it was a very depressed Tofu. It's very interesting how kind of a creator reacted to that. That's the first time I've seen, like, a creator react to that sort of uh, protest. 
And then they had the Assassin's Creed 4, which you could go out and kill whales. I remember that. But oh, I feel yes. like I feel like that was that was a strange one to protest because that was like a product of the time sort of thing where it was like, yeah, everyone kind of did that, you know, and obviously things have changed and we've kind of realized how the ecology works. And you know, I it, it's like the historical accuracy was kind of it's weird how they kind of protested the historical accuracy where you could do that. But, I mean, I guess that's strange when a lot of war games depict, like, horrible things like that. It's a weird line to toe, mm-hmm. and then you're just murdering all these whales. Um, the other one I can think of is uh, on this list that I found. Uh, hey, remember how you can kill dogs in World, of war, World at War Call of Duty? Oh, Call yes. Of Duty, World at War. Yes, there was dogs. I remember at one point, I think one of the perks was you could grab a bunch of dogs, come out, just, like, murder everyone. They, uh, some yeah, that small, was a that was a kill streak, if I recall. Yes, some group of students from the Academy of Notre Dame campaigned against that because it's a little weird, I guess. But I feel like there's so many games where you kill dogs because they're trained to be evil. Um, it's a little little strange, especially when there's like dogs of war. I'm trying to think yeah. of the other ones who were. Uh, I think one that was really ridiculous was the Pokemon one. Oh yes, I remember that. Pokemon Black and Blue. Uh-huh. Which is kind of Because clever, I guess. you're capturing animals and forcing the fight, which is a genuinely weird concept when you which actually is, think about it. Yes. When you do think about it, yes, it's weird in real life, but this is a fantasy game. Yes. This is a game where you're playing as Pokemon. And they did actually, what was it? Pokemon Black and White, they actually did kind of address that uh-huh. in the story where they were like, isn't it weird? Like there was a group that literally was like, hey, we need to free the Pokemon. We need to have them set free because they're not meant to be kept up with trainers in the wild. Of course, in the world of Pokemon, scientific research said that it was cool. Pokemon liked it a lot that they were kept in, <laughs> kept in this sort of like weird trainer training master type environment. Like they were cool with that. So it was kind of a silly thing. I mean, they're just trying to get attention. And, you know, I guess good for them, but and, it's and- just it's just weird. It's just they're just attacking weird things. And what do you know? We're talking about it here, so yeah, exactly. I guess they get their job done. Another one was Hor- <laughs> Warhammer Games to stop using its characters wear fur. Oh my just, god! Yeah, I mean, it's oh just my like, god! Know. Oh my god! Oh my god! Anyway, uh, yeah, motherfucking. Peter man, they've been doing this for years. They're going to keep doing it. They're going to keep doing it. I think the dumbest one is still the Zerg one. Like, come on, guys. They're literally going around <laughs> eating plants, killing everyone. Well, I don't care if they have feelings. They're literally murdering everything. No, man. Banelings. They the, roll in, they kill themselves yeah, for the cause. Yeah, exactly. All right, enough of that. Let's talk about some sad news. Besides... Let's go even sadder. Let's go to real people getting their jobs uh, closed. Close? Jobs <laughs> laid off? They're getting laid off. They're losing Mad their cats. jobs. Mad cats. They're closing their doors. They officially filed for bankruptcy. It's over. Chapter 7. March 30th, Mad Cats has shut down and begun to sell off its assets. I believe there's a Mad Cat's office somewhere here in Southern California. I remember seeing them when I drove by. I think I've seen that office as well. Um, uh, yeah, this is a story we've kind of been following for a while, and uh, this is uh, this is a sad way to see it 
end, but it's also not necessarily super surprising. Yeah. I mean, they bet, uh, Mancats bet a lot of their money on uh, being a partner with Rock Band 4, but Rock Band 4, obviously, as we know, did not sell super well, despite being a pretty okay game from what I heard. Um, a lot of the people either use their old instruments or they just didn't buy new instruments. So there was just no no real money in that. I guess they also co-published Rock Band 4, so just because it didn't sell, that also didn't help. Um, and the company has told investors that if it didn't succeed, Rock Band 4, it couldn't stabilize itself and would, and it ruptured huge losses. Like, it suffered a lot. So, uh, I think it was, it was in February 2016, they laid off nearly 37% of their employees, and now they've just filed for bankruptcy. I think it was last month they were delisted from the uh, stock exchange. Oh, yes. Well, I remember, I recall they were in danger of being, and then I don't know if this happened before that. I don't know if this bankruptcy was declared before that officially happened or what. It was after. I think it was after. Um, But yeah, it sucks, man. This is like the one company that made like really good fight sticks that you could rely on. Um, they made it. They've come a long way from making the third-party crappy accessory you use on your N64. Yeah, that's the thing. That was the saddest thing, I think, seeing, like, obviously, you know, the comment sections of anything is going to be awful. But in this one, it was just like, oh, yeah, like, who gives a shit? Like, they were my third N64 controller or whatever. And it's like, dude, they fucking came a long way from then. Like... They, yeah. Like the Street Fighter 4 was where they really kind of became heavy hitters because like they they did they made all like the official sticks for that. They made all the official sticks for PS uh for excuse me for uh Street Fighter 5 as well, I want to say. Yes, they did. They they were the official sticks and the official fight pads and stuff of that. So like, you know, a lot of people still swear by their Street Fighter 4 Tournament Edition uh, Mad Cat's fight stick. So it's sad to see them go, but it's also just a situation of, like, it's it's kind of been a long time coming. It's kind of mm-hmm. been a long time coming, sadly, and uh, just took the, the wrong gamble on the wrong on the wrong thing. Yeah. Yeah. Seriously. Um, I don't know, man. It's just a bummer, because... Like, I had a pretty good third controller for N64. That was Mad Cats. And, like, they've made some pretty good hardware over the years. Over the years, they finally got into their own. They've made some quality stuff. And it's just, it just wasn't enough, though. Like, there wasn't enough people buying it. I feel like the third party manufacturer, um, prefer, ah, God, how do I say that word? Peripheral? Uh, peripheral. Like, that is just not in demand anymore. Everyone could just buy the first party because, you know, they're older now and they don't uh-huh. have to buy the cheaper stuff. Well, it's because there's not as many, like, couch co-op, couch that versus too. games happening where it's like, you have to have your friend, like, you have to have con- enough controllers for your friends. Like Yeah. I only have two controllers for my PlayStation 4 still, and I have one Xbox One controller, and I've had those consoles for a while, and it's just... 
something you don't need anymore. Yeah, I have two PS4 controllers, and honestly, I rarely use them both at the same time. That uh, Mad Cat's, you bought a stick, right? The little yeah, um, the Vice uh, Stick right? Mini. I up. still have it. I don't use it, but I still have it. Yeah, you yeah. can go ahead and look. One of our most popular videos on our YouTube is our unboxing Unbox- of the of that controller. Rest, rest in peace. Ah, what a sad way to end news. But you know what that means. We're on to trailer trash. Trailer trash. Y'all made her never gonna go bankrupt. <laughs> Get her new. Hey. All right. So what was the first trailer we watched? The first Pardon. trailer we watched was for Jack and Daxter PS2 Classics are coming to PS4. All the Cl- Jack and Daxter games, they didn't show all of them. They only showed Jack and Daxter 1, and all they showed was the little victory dance that... This is the 24-second trailer. ...that Daxter does every time you get a... What is it? Precursor Stone or whatever? A Jiggy. A Jiggy, yes. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so they had that, and apparently all three games, including the racing game, Jack, Jack. which I don't think was available in the PS3 version, because I know they remastered this already for PS3. Yeah. I don't think it came with the racing version, but this one does. It's weird, the trajectory of that series. It went from a character kind of platforming game in Jack and Dexter 1 to this weird open world kind of GTA style game in Jack 2 where there was quite a bit of vehicle sections yeah. to, excuse me, almost a majority of like vehicle based stuff in Jack three, where it was kind of this open world desert, almost like Mad Maxi style like uh, mm-hmm. game. And then they just ended the series with a racing game or a combat racing game. I should say, well, didn't um, Crash Bandicoot end that way too? Where it's just like a racing game at the end. I don't know. I feel like I'm they had. Sure was. I mean, was that the last Crash? Because I know they had a kart so. racer earlier on, and then they okay, might I could have be wrong. One. Uh, but yeah, I mean, this is a trailer that just showed that it existed, and you look at those graphics, you're like, man, that is a PS2 game. Yeah, like it's very crisp, but it's very jaggy. Yeah, it's weird because now t- uh, talking about uh, you know Kingdom Hearts one. By the way, the 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 remasters of those games look great, um, but you know maybe maybe the the memories are not so rosy with these games. But I do remember loving Jack two and Jack three a lot. So uh, I I might have, I might get these games. I mean, they didn't announce a price, but if it's cheap enough, like, why not? Why not, why not? revisit them? Uh, next up, we had Agents of Mayhem Bad versus Evil trailer. Agents of Mayhem, you'll probably recall us talking about a while ago. The yep. trail, an announcement tra- trailer for this, or I guess it would be more like a cinematic teaser of this. It's mm-hmm. essentially the game with the with the big black sailor dude who says, Ahoy, motherfucker! Yeah. Yep, I remember that. That was back at E3, I think, that they announced that. Um, it is made by the same people who made Saints Row, yep. so Volition. Saints Row and uh, Red Faction. 
by the graphics, it's definitely a Saints Row engine game. Like it just looks exactly like it in a lot of ways. Yeah, and I I did I, I dig the style. I just couldn't really get a good sense of what kind of game this was from it. So it showed a bunch of different heroes off. It looks like there's some kind of hero switching mechanic. It's a shooter, possibly of some kind. Yeah, I looked at the um the only reason I know kind of what it is cuz I read a couple preview articles about it, but it is like a hero game uh where you get a it's a single player hero game, which is pretty interesting cuz I remember the interview I read, the crew was very nervous when they watched the Overwatch trailer and was like, "Oh no, are they stealing? Are they going to have the same idea as us?" And it's like, "No, it's multiplayer." And I'm like, "Okay, well ours is single player." So, I don't know if I like that. Uh apparently you can switch between the different classes on the fly i think um it looked to be that way in the trailer it did um so we'll see how that goes we'll see if those characters are memorable i don't think i'm in love with the art style as much as you are i think they look kind of generic in a few ways but maybe that'll change if i actually do play the game because i also did think the overwatch characters kind of looked weird and generic but now that i've seen them long enough they've kind of become a mainstay uh uh-huh. So we'll see. Well, I mean, there definitely are uh, there. There definitely are a few characters that are a little bit too much on the nose. There seems to be kind of like a, a masked Japanese Yakuza type guy. There's a like an ice shooting big Russian hulking dude. So like it's a little bit too on the nose in some point at some points. But then you also have the black sailor dude who seems to defy all kinds of conventions. So maybe it'll be. Maybe it will be amazing. Who knows? Who knows? Speaking of maybe amazing. Mm -hmm. Total War Warhammer 2. Already Uh, we got a sequel to this game that you and Matt really liked. I feel like like the shine kind of came off of it a little bit as you guys were talking more and more about it. it, It's still a really good game, but it does... It is a total war game so it's not too much different it's probably the best one of those in a while but yeah it's got the same kind of trappings of like okay well now everyone's just gonna constantly be fighting it's not kind of like a 4x game where you can actually establish peace for a while but um anyway yeah it's total war warhammer 2 seems like the peace man it's not total (laughs) Total peace peace hammer the uh thing that seems different about this game is you can actually fight two different factions at once as opposed to the last game where you can only fight kind of one at a time. So you'd only have a battle between like orcs and humans or, you know, uh, vampire lords and orcs or something like that. Now it seems you can have wars with uh, strange elf people from the four Amazon elf people versus dinosaur people. I don't know who those guys were. And then they tease at the end that you'll be able to play as the vermin from Vermintide. I don't know. It was a kind of cool trailer, honestly, but it didn't really explain what was different about the game compared to the first one. And it does seem very soon that this one's coming out because usually this would be like Total War Warhammer expansion pack or something like that. But now they're just coming out straight up too, uh, which is kind of weird. Warhammer looks cool. Looks like a pretty cool game. Interested yeah, in it. I, I just, for me, it's like... <laughs> I, I always try to stymie my excitement about, like, PC games just because I don't play them. But the Total War series is a definitely one that I wish I could really get into. 
You could but play it. No, my PC can't run it. Probably. It probably can. Ow. Uh. Anyway, we got this game. Other game called Corex. Yeah, this is just, just strategy heavy here in the middle. Because seriously, a lot of strategy. This is a VR game mm-hmm. in which you control kind of. It's it's a it's a uh, oh what why why am I drawing a blank? It's like a VR, tower tower defense. It's a tower defense sort of style game yes. in which you and it looks like up to maybe four players yeah. are kind of creating your your base to defend your tower and sending out little minions at the other towers and it's all on this kind of grid based very Tron like setting so. Everything is very simple shapes. Everything kind of moves in a very kind of sm- like smooth, but also smooth, but very kind of abrupt way. Like, for example, you know, how how the light cycles would move in in a Tron film where it's like yes. if you're going to make a left turn, it's going to it's you're not going to actually turn left. You're literally just going to start moving left at a 90 degree angle as soon as that happens. Yes, very true. Um, I think the main draw of this game for me, because it just seemed like another VR game, is the four-player aspect. seemed like it could be pretty cool to team up with friends, and you can see their faces as they hover over stuff and yes. move things around. I'm like, that's pretty cool. Like, That's a pretty cool mechanic to see your friends like build together and try to stop this thing. I've always liked multiplayer tower defense games. Um, I think it was Defense Grid I played a lot of, which had multiplayer in it, and that was pretty fun. Um, there's room for that genre. I mm-hmm. think my thing is you you seem to be okay with the art style. And I think it's kind of bland. Really? And, See, I yeah. I I like what they're doing with it. Um, mm. I see, and that's the thing too is that do you think that this will be solely co-op, or do you think this will be like a almost like a and I I. We're bringing up all things Matt hates on this show today, but like a Clash Royale style tower defense slash. I don't think it'll be Clash Royale combative. style. It's a very specific type. I think it is versus AI. Uh, I think it's like a grid tower or that uh, defense grid or um, shoot, what's that mobile game? Uh, ah, I don't know. I haven't that played mobile game two. that everyone's played that I, has all the dudes that shoot the arrows and oh, it's what got is that cute called? graphics. Why can't I think of it? Oh, I'm so mad right now. What is I'm that so called? Mad. I know I like exactly game. what game you're talking about, but I, I can't I want to call it Frontier it. Defense. That's not right. Oh, no. I have to look it up. I have to. <laughs> Frontiers. I have to look it up. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, podcast. Are you sure it's Frontier? Because that's not what I'm thinking of. Kingdom Rush Frontier. Kingdom that's Rush. It. Kingdom Rush. That's it. Yes. That is the tower defense I'm thinking of. Um, yes. That's what I think it'll be like, where you place your things and it shoots stuff. All right. Uh, yeah. Either way, looks pretty cool. I so, am into it. The last game we have is Thumbleweed Park, which is a adventure game by Ron Gilbert. Who's yes. made quite a few adventure games in the past. The same Monkey and, Island? Mm-hmm. And so this is kind of a throwback one um, 
from what I've heard. I've heard a little bit about this game before, seen this trailer, and it has kind of the old school like mechanics of grab this, grab this, rub it together, open this. Aesthetically, it definitely it it has those trappings. That too, because it is two D art with characters that are you know expressive in a way that they're like using there's a lot of voice acting in this trailer like yeah, a, lot. a lot and um i thought for the most part it was pretty it was it's a pretty funny trailer like it didn't feel like it was necessarily trying too hard i feel like too often you get with these kind of comedy games specifically in the trailers you get you get like just the worst lowest common denominator sort of elements of the game and maybe the game's not like that but but in this one i thought that everything was fairly likable and i don't know if that's necessarily high praise or anything but <laughs> i did not hate the characters immediately in this trailer yeah me either. Honestly, I thought like most of the characters were pretty charming. Maybe the clown. The joke was like he uh, swore yeah. a lot, and they bleeped out the swearing, and I was like, "Yeah, I'm okay with that." I guess it's a little cheesy, but eh. But yeah, most of the other characters are pretty interesting. Honestly, like kind of made me want to play this game because I heard about it, but um, I don't know. I think the most the gameplay isn't conducive to a trailer because it is point and click definitely but the story which is what they focused on actually does seem pretty interesting it seems like a cool like x-files type crossover yeah the aesthetically game. the two kind of i mean there's like four there seems to be four or five characters that take up the game but um those main two definitely smack of at least aesthetically uh, mul- uh what is it molder and Mulder and Scully. Scully, yeah. Although the dude has a very thick accent, which I could not identify. You said possibly French Canadian. I'm not yeah, so I sure. Uh, oh, okay. I'm not so I sure. Him. I have my doubts. I mean, he said he was from Quebec. Did he? I think I could remember. Um, you're like, what's the fr- what's the most French Canadian place? Quebec. I mean, Montreal. Um, both of those work. Um, yeah, so that game looks actually pretty cool. So that a short trailer trash this week. What do you think is the winner? <sighs> I might have to go with Corix, honestly. I really I really dug it. I really dug the trailer. I like the art style. I think it's good. Hmm. <laughs> okay. Uh, so, I'm going to have to go with Thumbleweed Park. Hmm. Well, this is... Well, this is why we need three people. Because there's no tiebreaker. There needs to be a tiebreaker. But, uh, yeah, that... I don't know. Hmm. <laughs> 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 well, Well, I think that does it for the Pixel Podcast, then. Is that what this is called? The, yes, you got it right this time. That's correct. Yes. Took me a whole hour and some the minutes, hour and thirty minutes or so, but I finally got the name of this podcast right. Um, your journey has come full circle. Finally, 
You can check us out on pixelagents.com. That's with one L. We have a Facebook. We have a Twitter. And I believe that's all the social media we have. Yes, we don't have uh, an Instagram. We do not have an Instagram. We don't have a Snapchat. Mm-mm, do not. Um, you can check us out there. You can check us out on our website, our YouTube channel. We also have one there. I believe it is also Pixel Legends with one L. If not, no, it's one L. It's one L. Um, and I think that's it. Um, it was good talking to you, Ricardo. Thanks for coming along. On this, no problem, man. This two-man journey. I'm not Hopefully in Japan. You're not in Japan. Uh, hopefully Matt will be back next week. I think he'll be back by then. Well, he'll be back in NorCal. He will he'll not be back. Be in back. I, I don't believe he'll be back home. But The audience doesn't care that we're doing this remotely. Only we do. So it might be boring beers for the next few weeks. Indeed. But uh, until then, uh, see you later, guys. See Take you. us out, Ricardo. Yeah. All right, and theme with the theme of the podcast. Uh, <laughs>